First Chronicles 26. For the divisions of the doorkeepers of the Korahites, Meshelamiah, the son of Cori, of the son of Asaph. Meshelamiah had sons, Zechariah the firstborn, Jediael the second, Zebediah the third, Jathniel the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehohanan the sixth, Eliehonai the seventh. Obed-Edom had sons, Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehozabad the second, Joah the third, Sakar the fourth, Nethanel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, and Puulathai the eighth. For God blessed him. Sons were also born to Shemaiah his son, who ruled over the house of their father, for they were mighty men of valour. The sons of Shemaiah, Othni, Raphael, Obed, and Elzabad, whose brothers were valiant men, Elihu, Semachiah. All these were the sons of Obed-Edom, they and their sons and their brothers, able men in strength for the service, 62 of Obed-Edom. Meshelamiah had sons and brothers, valiant men, 18. Also, Hosar of the children of Merari had sons, Shimri the chief, for though he was not the firstborn, yet his father made him chief, Hilkiah the second, Tebaliah the third, Zechariah the fourth. All the sons and brothers of Hosar were 13. Of these were the divisions of the doorkeepers, even of the chief men, having officers like their brothers to minister in Yahweh's house. They cast lots, the small as well as the great, according to their father's houses for every gate. The lot eastward fell to Shelemiah. Then for Zechariah his son, a wise counsellor, they cast lots, and his lot came out northward, to Obed-Edom southward, and to his sons the storehouse, to Shupim and Hosar westward by the gate of Shalaketh, as the causeway that goes up, watchman opposite watchman. Eastward were six Levites northward for a day, southward for a day, and for the storehouse two and two. For Parbar westward, four at the causeway and two at Parbar. These were the divisions of the doorkeepers, of the sons of the Korahites and of the sons of Merari. Of the Levites, Ahijah was over the treasures of God's house and over the treasures of the dedicated things. The sons of Laden, the sons of the Gershonites belonging to Laden, the heads of the father's households belonging to Laden, the Gershonite, Jehel, Jehieli, the sons of Jehieli, Zetham and Joel his brother, over the treasures of Yahweh's house. Of the Amramites, of the Izharites, of the Hebronites, of the Uzielites, and Shebuel, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, was ruler over the treasures. His brother of Eliezer, Rehabiah his son, Jeshaiah his son, and Joram his son, and Zikri his son, and Shelemoth his son. This Shelemoth and his brothers were over all the treasures of the dedicated things, which David the king, and the heads of the father's households, the captains over thousands and hundreds, and the captains of the army had dedicated. They dedicated some of the plunder won in battles to repair Yahweh's house. All that Samuel the seer and Saul the son of Kish and Abner the son of Ner and Joab the son of Zeruiah had dedicated, whoever had dedicated anything, it was under the hand of Shelemoth and of his brothers. Of the Izharites, Chenaniah and his sons were of the outward business over Israel for officers and judges. Of the Hebronites, Hashabiah and his brothers, men of valour, 1,700, had the oversight of Israel beyond the Jordan westward for all the business of Yahweh and for the service of the king. 
Of the Hebronites, Jerijah was the chief, even of the Hebronites, according to their generations, by fathers' households. They were sought for in the fortieth year of the reign of David, and mighty men of valour were found among them at Jazer of Gilead. His brothers, men of valour, were 2,700 heads of fathers' households, whom King David made overseers over the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manassites, for every matter pertaining to God and for the affairs of the king. So we are still um, technically in the section of the Bible where we're discussing David's preparations for the temple. Although at the end of this chapter, it moves into some more secular things where he discusses who manages various stuff in the kingdom. But in the first part of this chapter, it talks about the doorkeepers. So they had split up 38,000 Levites into some groups, you know, priests, doorkeepers, musicians, and those helping the priests. And here, we've got the doorkeepers. It doesn't sound very interesting, you know, being a doorkeeper. Someone like, you kind of think to yourself, it's a bit like someone at a motel who just stands there and when you walk up to the door, they open the door for you and shut the door, like a doorkeeper. And, um, well, no, it wasn't that. These door, doorkeepers is just the translation that we get. In a different version of the Bible, um, it's, it might say a porter. Now that sounds like something at a hotel as well. It's not. <laughs> Porters and doorkeepers, what's really being described here is, is kind of like security. It's kind of like guards. These are people, and they were described quite a few places in here as mighty men of valor, men of strength. So you've got to realize, okay, these are not just nicely dressed men that open the door for you or carry your bags. No, these are men of valor. They're there to protect. Protect the treasures of the king. Protect the treasures of the temple. Protect, make sure nothing comes in that shouldn't come in. Make sure nothing goes out that shouldn't go out. <laughs> so these doorkeepers, they have a very important role, and David knew it. David knew that there were going to be things dedicated to God. There were things won in battle. One, even by Saul was mentioned here, King Saul, son of Kish. Things won by Saul and David and others that were dedicated to the Lord and they had to be guarded. And so there's this whole bunch of people set apart to be doorkeepers, but really it's security. They're guards over God's house. So what it's interesting here because all the people that are mentioned are Levites except for one guy and all his descendants. So in, in fact, of the 38,000 Levites that we met back four chapters ago, they were divided up to be you know, priests, assistants to the priests, musicians, and doorkeepers, except in this category of doorkeepers, we now find out that there's a guy here called Obed-Edom. It says the Lord blessed him mightily, and he had you know, a bucket load, eight sons, and then one of his sons had a bucket load more sons, and in total he had 62 of his descendants that were all serving here in this position of doorkeeper. What's so interesting is that Obed-Edom is a Gittite. So he's not even an Israelite. So only Levites were allowed to do these special jobs for the Lord. You know, other Israelites were not allowed to, but for some weird reason, this one guy, Obed-Edom, is allowed, and he's not even an Israelite, he's a Gittite. Now what happened was, uh, we go right back to the early chapters of 1 Samuel, the Ark of the Covenant was taken away it was captured by the Philistines. It was taken to the land of the Philistines and it caused all sorts of havoc there. <laughs> and uh, they wanted to get rid of it. They should have learned a lesson that they that instead of getting rid of it, instead of getting rid of God and saying, you know, they should have realized this God's powerful. We need to follow him. So they should have had, they, they, they weren't thinking correctly. But as they sent it back, 
there was a moment where David tried, you know, ended up in the house of this one guy for 20 years in Kiriath-Jerim. But then it ended up, David tried to bring it from there and he ended up doing it wrongly. And he ended up parking the, the ark at the house of Obed-Edom, the guy that we've just mentioned, for three months. And the Bible says the Lord blessed him. And it seems like the Lord continued to bless him after he left. So here's a guy who's not even an Israelite. He's a Philistine, believe it or not. He's a Gittite, which means from Gath. By the way, that's the same city where Goliath came from. Goliath of Gath. Goliath the Gittite. And so <laughs> here you've got a guy who's a Philistine, but he welcomes the ark into his house and he takes care of it. Unlike those other Philistines that wanted to get rid of it, here's a guy who welcomes it and takes care of it and the Lord blesses him. So he becomes you could say, a part of the body of Christ. You could look at it that way in New Testament terms. And here's a guy that after the ark leaves him, he now is welcomed into caring for the ark as a doorkeeper, as a security guard. Him and his sons, men of valor. And, and you know, when you make a place for God in your life and you welcome his presence into your life as Obed-Edom did by welcoming the ark into his house, it opens a way for you now to be welcomed into God's presence. And so Obed-Edom and his 62 sons, they get included here in the roster who are taking care of God's temple. Now, the priests and the musicians, they, were, they cast lots and they were broken down into 20, groups of 24 who took shifts. These doorkeepers, it's, it's somehow it's different. It doesn't give us 24 list a name of, a, you know, there's no breaking down of 24 here but rather it's broken down into locations. So, you know, this family would look after this location, the north gate. This family would look after this gate, the east gate. Obed-Edom, they were given the, I think it was the south gate, and they were given the storehouse to take care of. So they were given responsibilities that were by location. And I guess they just had to make sure amongst themselves, we're just guessing, that between their family, they had to make sure there were always a certain number of people rostered on to make sure it was covered. And um, this whole thing about doorkeepers or gatekeepers, it reminded me, as I was reading this chapter and thinking about it, it reminded me of a psalm. Now, I remembered the psalm. I just didn't remember where it, where it was, but I looked it up. It was Psalm chapter 84. Verse 10 was the verse I was thinking of. It said, better is, better is it, it is better, let's say, better is one day in your courts, O Lord, than a thousand days anywhere else. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. So doorkeepers, you know, they didn't come into the temple, they were there at the door, they were outside, they were a guard. But that Psalm said, it's better to be a doorkeeper, to be at the present, at, you know, at the temple for one day than to be anywhere else for a thousand days, even in the tents of the wicked. You know, there's people out there doing whatever they want, <laughs> enjoying themselves, so-called, or apparently, but it's better to be in the Lord presence at the temple, even at the door of the temple, for one day than any of that other stuff. My summar summarization is that it's better to be at the, this, the door of God's house for a small amount of time than to be any other place for any amount of time. So it's, it's a terrific psalm, and you should go read the whole psalm. And it, it said, even the sparrow has found a dwelling place. And I guess, you know, in the temple, the birds, you know, they flew in. We had this in our church in Mount Morgan years ago where a bird had gotten in and made a nest inside the church. And this whole psalm came alive, Psalm 84. <laughs> Imagine the idea of living in God's presence, you know, like the birds living in the house. Well, even one day in God's presence is better than any amount of time anywhere else. 
So these guys, they were rostered on. David organized it. Even before the temple was built, David had sorted out who the doorkeepers were. And even this one guy, Obed-Edom, he was rostered on with all his sons. They weren't even Israelites. And all I have to say about that is that in the same way that everyone's a priest in the New Testament, we're all called to serve the Lord. And in the New Testament, we're all called to be worshippers. We're also all called to be doorkeepers. <laughs> we're all called to stand guard over the things of the Lord. We're all, we're all called to make sure that the stuff that's out there, the culture of the world, worldliness that doesn't make its way into God's house, we're also called to keep those things out of our own houses, out of our own hearts. We're all called to stand guard over what's right. You are a doorkeeper. You're not on roster, you're on all the time. <laughs> so um, it's wonderful how these things are so relevant, but it's also wonderful seeing how David prepared for the temple even before the temple was even built. These things were all dedicated to the Lord and we should be dedicated to the Lord too. Lord, I wanna thank you for the doorkeepers. I wanna thank you for men and women today in our lives, people we know who stand guard to make sure that the things of the Lord are kept safe. And I pray to help us also to be doorkeepers over our own hearts, over our own families, that the word of the Lord might be strong in those places and might do all that it is called to do. In Jesus' name, amen.